Jack, how you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think the last time I talked to you, you were you were either going to um, uh, Australia or uh, New um, Zealand. New Zealand. Yes, yes. Or, I, or you were coming back? No, I I think I I was just going because we were we were working on a film that kept getting delayed and delayed and it just didn't seem like it was ever actually going to happen. And, uh, and I jumped. <laughs> what was the name of the film? 12. Wait, wait. It was called 1201. Uh, uh, what my, yeah. my film. Yeah. It was a film that you and I were working on. 1201. Did you work on, did you work on 1201? I, I thought that was Mike, Mike Novotny did 1201. It was, except for we sat there in pre-production for uh, uh, just a month and a half, and we had drawings, and we had everything all set up, but they kept pushing the film back and back and back and back, and finally I went to New Zealand. Uh, oh, what you mean? Uh, I mean, 12, well, it... It couldn't have been 1201 because because 1201 basically um, my my wife was nine was like eight and a half months pregnant with my first son yeah and I got a call from uh, from Sarah Risher at, at New Lines saying that they had this movie that they wanted me to do and I said well I really can't do a movie now my wife's you know supposed to have a baby in like two or three weeks and. Uh, and anyway, she said, well, listen, read the script. So I read the script. I love the script. Um, my wife said, hey, we could use the money. Make make the film. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll work around it. Uh, and so um, so it all happened really fast. And, and, and I know that it was Mike Novotny because there was another movie. I was supposed to do a prison movie um, with with Fox TV and um, it never, it never worked out and it was a pay or play deal. So they actually had to pay me even though we didn't make the movie, but so that I, I sort of owed them a movie anyway. Gotcha. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that. A, it must have been something else. So, yeah. It must so, have been something, something else. Something, but we, but, but we just sat for, and sat and sat and sat. And, right. Right. And, yeah. There's, there were, there are a few of them. I was, was it the one about the clones? Was, uh, was, it, was it was it one about like a a, a guy who, who who where there turns out there's seven clones and one of the clones is trying to kill the other ones? Oh, might have been that. Yeah, I don't yeah. Re- I don't yeah, remember, but it just went on forever, and finally I had to bail. I couldn't stay any I couldn't stay yeah. any longer because I was uh I it, what they did is they they put us on like a a third pay or something like that. And, oh, and we were, right. spo- and we were still supposed to come into the office and, and, and I don't know, you, you know how those things go. I mean, yeah. if, if you're used to like doing stuff all the time and, and they're paying you a pittance to just sit there, 
I, yeah. I thought I was going to go out of my mind, and, and Renaissance called me and wanted me to go to New Zealand. I said, bye. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have done the same thing. I, I just, I just, so, I said something awful just a minute ago, but I, I have to share it with you. I, I thought to myself, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you just in terms of this. I'm writing a book about Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and, and I thought to myself, well, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. And, oh. and all of a sudden, this vision came to me, and I went, Jack Shoulder. Because you always used to like tap your shoulder, <laughs> and uh -huh. I thought, I thought, oh my God, I, I, I just have to ask your comments on it, on on the films that came after, because you were the guys that started all that. Well, uh, well, I mean, Wes, Wes started it. Wes but, started, uh, right? But, but, but I guess if uh, if I hadn't done a good job on two, there wouldn't have been a. Three and a four and a five. So, yeah. <laughs> what what did you think about seeing seeing uh, the third and the fourth come out? Because we definitely kind of veered everything off in a new direction. Well, um, I I probably my 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 favorite one of the series was probably Wes's New Nightmare. I think. Yeah, I I never liked the first. I I didn't think the first one was that good, to tell you the truth. You know, I didn't think the filmmaking was that good. I thought, you know, that the filmmaking in Wes's New Nightmare was was really well done. Mm -hmm. You know, he had he had really become a you know a very good director. But I thought I thought the the directing was was kind of pedestrian in the first one. Honestly, yeah. um, you know, um, I thought it had a great story and it had. Um, this idea that uh, that in, instead of casting a, a you know a stunt man or an extra or something as the monster, that you actually had a real character and, and that you hired a real a real actor, character, yeah, you know, a real actor, right? Like I mean, you know, if you look at Robert England without his makeup on, he's the least likely person you would ever cast to, to play Absol a monster. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like absolutely. You know, he's not big. He doesn't have a scar. He doesn't have a weird face. Right. Oh no, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, he almost has a funny face. You know, he almost has a humorous he, face. Well, you know? he's he he. You know what? He. I, I, I got to tell you, it, I I have I've been in meetings that had Robert and Wes in them at the same time, and the one thing that I that it kept hitting me in the head was that I was talking to a couple of accountants. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, really, they both look like the most peaceful people. <laughs> right. Right. Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Wes, Wes kind of looked like, yeah, he, he could have been an accountant or a, or a minister or something like, like, like that. Right. I mean, Robert, Robert, Robert was sort of, is sort of more like a mad scientist. I mean, he has this, you know, I think he's got a major case of ADD. You oh, know, his oh, mind just sort of is going like 150 <laughs> miles an hour all, at all times. Oh yeah, I was um, I was always banned from the makeup trailer because we'd get to joking and 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 they couldn't put on makeup and they would literally throw me out because. Right. But, but at the same time, come on, let's face it. Robert will talk to a wall. There you go. <laughs> so, so talk about yeah. Jack Shoulder. Yeah, so uh so Jack Shoulders an uh, interesting cat. He uh he hung around, uh with when 
New Line started in the beginning. It was uh, a, a group of guys that uh, hung out in a little uh, warehouse in New York, uh, New York City, and uh, they would buy oddball pieces of uh, of film and they would uh, recut them and uh, and put them on the college circuit. Really, which was because you know what the college circuit is is it's trying to entertain students right okay and and so you had a lot of things that started there uh like um animation festivals yeah right uh and, and so what they would do is they would put together these um film shorts festivals and stuff okay and 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 you would have, and and they would use, you know, short European films, and uh, and Jack would edit them all together, so that the the whole process was just uh, they would just take the film and put the film in. You go to college and you'd watch them run this film of stuff that was, you know, kind of hip and oddball animation and hip and oddball little films and the classic was one of the first films that uh, Robert Shea uh, bought was uh, Reefer Madness. Oh, okay. And uh, I think that he then later got another one called Cocaine Madness, but he was (laughs) (laughs) which and these are all films that I saw when I was in college back in the day, back in the um, early 70s, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, like uh, Lupo the Butcher and Bambi meets Godzilla and all these things. Uh, so their edit, the, the guy that put all those together for it, him, uh, for them, wa- was uh, was uh, Jack Shoulder. So oh. he was he was their editor. I and, see. Okay. And if you get into some of these interviews, you find out that. Uh, Jack Shoulder was actually on the slate originally to uh, direct uh, Wes Craven's first film. Uh, oh. And, and uh, he got another film. Uh, in the end, Wes Craven wanted to direct it. And Bob let him and and Jack took another film. And what was the other so, film? Um, if you've got his uh, resume up in the front hidden? of him. No, 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 no. The one before the hidden. Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark was the other film that was distributed about the same time by the same company, New Line Cinema, uh, as uh, as kind of a a throw to Jack. Oh, it's like a slasher Uh, film. Right, right, right. Okay. So that's Jack Shoulder's first film. But but you know the th- thing that's funny is 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 somewhere in all those interviews uh, uh, for Nightmare on Elm Street Four, there's kind of stories about uh, holy shit, <laughs> Donald Pleasance is in that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> holy exactly. Shit. So see, now I was told you there's all kinds of connections in the beginning of the in the beginnings of New Line Cinema, but. But they would tell this story about they'd be sitting around, they'd sit around and and they would take these films and and there was this old old guy. There was two places that they showed. They showed on college campuses uh-huh. and they showed on like um, the old theater in town. 
you know, yeah. you, you know the place that's become the three dollar the three dollar or five dollar theater. Yes. Right. Okay. Back then, th- there there weren't as many films even out there. Uh, so uh, the 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 secondary theaters were running old horror films, but they were also running these uh, uh, put together films uh-huh. that New Line Cinema had, and they had this guy, <laughs> and and they would uh, they would sit around in this warehouse in New York, and they had this guy that they'd loaded into his Cadillac. They uh-huh. would load load the back of his Cadillac up with these films. <laughs> Back then, it was an actual thing, a film. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd take all these reels and they'd throw them in the back of his Cadillac, and that and that was his business. Then he would go up and down the coast, and he knew all these guys. He's they're talking, you know, he was like the uh, he'd go down the the road, you know, with a glass of whiskey and and a cigar, right? You know, <laughs> in his in his, you know. Um, 60s Cadillac, you know, and, and 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 go all the way up and down the East Coast, yeah, uh, distributing these films, and and that's what distributing was back then, yeah. So then they then these guys get together and they and they have this idea that they're going to grab this uh, a couple of scripts, they start looking at scripts, and uh, they put some of their money from uh, you know renting these things, uh, renting these films out uh, into those two films, Nightmare on Elm Street and the other one that Jack Shoulder did. Jack Shoulder did one, and uh, Craven, who wrote Nightmare on Elm Street, came on and did the other one. Yes. And so that was the uh, ennoble, the the beginnings of New Line Cinema. And New Line Cinema's offices back there was like a warehouse in in, uh, New York. And when I came on, which was after Nightmare on Elm Street three, the only offices they had in in on this side, um, uh, on the West Coast, was uh, in this just off of Fountain um, in in Hollywood. And uh, <laughs> I have to tell you a little story about it. It was it was on the third floor, and they had taken over the whole third floor, right? Yeah. And and we would always be hanging out there, and because I was always like a doing one thing or another for promotions or, or, uh, you know, as, as soon as I did, I think I did quite cool. Yeah. So I did quite cool. And when I got back into town, they just kind of had like little stuff to do, you know? Um, and I was like a construction coordinator and art director on that. And, and, you know, I wound up like, uh, uh, doing as, as close as, to odd jobs as you can imagine, right? Okay. Um, and I worked at Peter Chesney's uh, Image Engineering, uh, dis- uh, running his shop for uh, 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 doing special effects. But I do, I do distinctly remember this: is one day I'm going through the downstairs lobby, and uh, the elevator comes up. It's a creaky old, you know, you can imagine it's like an elevator in this old building. Uh, and it comes up and um, these <laughs> this this guy suited out in a bomb suit <laughs> <laughs> with with a uh, with a, a, 
a container uh, uh, on wheels, right? You know, okay. this big container on wheels. Yeah. Um, is is wheeling this <laughs> comes out of the elevator and it starts to go across the lobby, and I just couldn't stop myself. I was like, okay, that's just too fucking weird, right? So <laughs> I went and tapped him on the shoulder. And, and and let me tell you, when I tapped him on his, on the shoulder, he just about jumped through the freaking ceiling, right? You know. Okay. And he turns around and he goes, "God, don't sneak up on me like that!" <laughs> <laughs> don't you, don't you know that this stuff is ex, is explosive? And I was like, "Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that." <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You see, I'm on the third floor here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is the get up? What? <laughs> What the hell is going on here? And he goes, oh, well, he goes, you don't know? And I go, I don't know what. He said, he says, well, this is the, um, this is, is the nitrate storage vault for UCLA what? <laughs> or, or USC. And I was like, the what? I go, nitrate? The nitrate, right? What are you talking? Not vaulting. He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, film. He says, <laughs> film from black and white film from the early days of film. These were the vaults. We were sitting on the vaults of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. <laughs> you know, you're walking across the lobby and you realize it's like, you know, that uh, there's got to be a meme out there somewhere. Of the of sitting on three stories of <laughs> explosives, yeah. <laughs> because the the old film would use silver nitrate, and silver nitrate is basically nitroglycerin. Oh, okay. And have you have you ever heard the phrase safety film? No, what's safety film? Okay, safety film is a reference to a film that they came out with in in the. Uh, film process in the 40s that they came out with that eliminated the cellophane the the silver nitrate that w was in uh black and white film uh that made it explode oh okay it was a, it, it was basically a bomb basically <laughs> basically so, a bomb he's yeah, basically bomb. Basically, the phrase safety film was every – I've actually took a picture because they, they said uh, there's a theater here in um, in Kennewick. Okay. And it, and it's literally made uh, – it, it was made in the 80s, the theater was. And it has a door that's, that says safety film only in this vault. It's their old film vault that they would put the films in when they got delivered, right? Oh, Okay. And it's on the door. It said "safety film only," and I knew what that meant. I was wondering if anybody else did, <laughs> <laughs> because the uh, you know a lot of theaters back then would burn down or explode yeah. uh, be because of the nature of the film. In fact, it was one of the reasons that uh, theaters came. That theaters were some of the first places that got air conditioning. Really? And it was more in line with trying to keep their film vaults safe and and <laughs> in a in a controlled temperature, yeah, with controlled humidity, than it was the public. Oh, my. but then 
But then the idea of the public changed everything, you know? Yeah. So, it, the interesting things that you might not have known in film. But that's where we were sitting. We were sitting on, <laughs> we were basically sitting on a bomb. So, New, New Line Cinema could have just gone up and you know, a little in flames you know, like that in flames without any problem. Oh my! <laughs> and then everything moved over to the Robertson office, and the Roberts Robertson office was you know uh, uh, was where uh, I would come to drop off the bills for uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three when I was working with Image Engineering on the effects. Okay. And we set up the effects, and I was taking – and we just – because they hadn't gotten a director yet, right? Yeah. Um, Chuck Russell came in kind of well down the line. I mean most of the effects were already uh, – when you read a script, um, back then you would start – the first thing that you would start on on a horror film is the effect because the effects took forever to get right because you had to test them and you had to – and and uh, the the chemicals that they used for for even doing makeup effects and latex and stuff like that, all that stuff was dried. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it didn't have. You didn't have epoxy setting, uh, flexible molds, for instance. That didn't come until way on down the line, right? Okay. So, so all this stuff was. Uh, it all took time, and so you would take something like Nightmare. In Elm Street 3, and you would develop the effects, maybe even without the director, you would develop the 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 effects, and we were doing the mechanical effects. Okay. And I went down to the new offices on Robertson Boulevard of New Line Cinema, and they had a little eight-story building. And so, and so I, you know, was going up to the eighth floor, and I pushed I, I had all the, all of Peter's building build, billing, right? And a guy that I knew from um, that was one of the producers on oh what the hell is the name of it? Um, Quite cool, right? Okay. Which was an early New Line Cinema film, and uh, and I'd worked on that. And uh, this guy Jerry Olson stands there and waits with me, and. <laughs> when the elevator starts up, I just turn to him and I say, he says, hey, what are you doing here? I go, well, I've been working on the, I'm putting together the effects for blah, 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 for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Hey, he goes, funny thing. He says, you know, I just got that job. I'm going to be one of the executive producers. And I say, really? You know what? You need a production designer. <laughs> <laughs> And I just worked out the effects, so I know what the effects are. So anyway, I, I essentially I sold myself in between the ground floor and the eighth floor. <laughs> I got the job. Literally, I got the job. As he walked out of the elevator, he goes, you know what? That just sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you walked out of the elevator, I had the fucking job. <laughs> awesome. So speaking of New Line Cinema, their first New Line Television series you were a part of uh, for one season. You did Freddy's Fre Nightmares, which we don't talk Christ. about ever. Uh, yeah. You did 22 for so episodes for so many good reasons. Would you like to talk yeah. about those good reasons? Oh, my God. That film, that was so hard. <laughs> and um, 
the scripts are kind of lame. Okay. Uh, uh, and and we had, I, I think that we had five thousand dollars. Each episode was going to be. They're going to do twenty. 22 episodes in a season yes. and each, and it was an hour long and each one was supposed to be two stories so that they could split them. And one season could do 44, uh, half hour spinoffs. Right. Yeah. That, that was the plan. Right. Um, so they were incredibly bit ambitious. It, we, we were, uh, uh, we had like a 10,000 square foot, uh, building in the Valley. Okay. And we were supposed – one corner of it I built that uh, – I des- designed and built – I was a production designer on those. Yes. And so I designed and built that uh, that wacky German expressionistic uh, sort of uh, hall of doors that Freddie used to – you know, his boiler room area. Yes. Right? It was kind of a, a cross between German expressionistic uh, bunch of doors and – When we uh, get video, we'll have it up on screen. You know, the, right. the, the layout. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We have to do all this in video someday. You know that, right? Yes, I'm working on it as we speak, so. Okay. So, anyway, the uh, the whole point uh, being that he would come in and he would work in there and he would do the turnarounds. Okay. Um, God, you just have no idea of the amount of time spent in that building for eight and a half, eight and a half months and and. and we would shoot for four days. We would, uh, we would shoot for four days and then take one day to reset everything. And then we would shoot and then come the weekend. And then we would shoot the next week. Okay. Shoot for four days. And, uh, it was all single camera, you know, anthology series style stuff kind of all based on on dreams and um just some stinkeroo uh scripts but some kind of some of them were kind of interesting you know the but, first episode uh, was directed I, by tobe hooper well toby hooper well well yeah yeah toby hooper was uh he was a trip um toby toby hooper <laughs> would you like me to go through a couple of these plot synopsises with you and you can tell me what you thought was <laughs> no let me just let, let's hold you brought up Toby Hooper, man. You know what? Okay, here we go. You're going to get the full treatment. (laughs) (laughs) Toby Hooper, he didn't look good. Let's, let's say that. Okay. Uh, I was surprised to hear that he lived as long as he did. Uh, he was, uh, a mess to say the least. Um, and, and talking to him and, and, and the thing is, is I'm not the only one that's going to say that uh, talking to him was difficult. Getting ideas across with him was really difficult um, because he didn't communicate like a human. Oh, so um, let me give you an example of. Uh, so I, 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 you know, I, I knew the name. I, I knew what he looked like. And, uh, and then, uh, so he comes back to my office and he sits down and we start to go over <laughs> the, the look of his show and, and cause he has the first one up, right? Yeah. And, and, and this is basically what he said. 
so he sits down and I go, oh, okay, uh, Toby. So, um, so what do you want to see here? I mean, what's the feeling? Went, wow. Um, you know, I was thinking, uh, well, if you could, uh, so the, the emotion, um, if, um, cause, uh, we could do this, um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, if, uh, the, uh, the way I, I, I wanted to uh, see, I'm approaching this from the point and it went on forever. <laughs> oh and my. I just kind of like sitting there going, well, I'm alone on this one. <laughs> oh <my>. And, <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is, I mean, not to rail on them or anything like that, but the DP was was uh, a shitty day daytime shooter. Oh, you know? okay. That's why that lighting's so bad on that show, because it's it's all very flat and very. I, I swear, some days we used to sabotage him by going around and and uh, we pull the paddles apart, and because you know he had this coupe light, <laughs> you know, like like if you're doing daytime soap operas there's this thing called a coupe okay and and you know that really flat lighting that they have okay yes the classic classic uh uh daytime tv look right yes um that's what he was from you know he and and then the the most the best look that he ever did quote unquote was from this show called falcon crust and uh so anyway he just sucked and and <laughs> what he would do is for horror, right? Yeah. For horror, he hung coops over everything. What the fuck? Just to light the fuck out of it, right? And we would sabotage <laughs> those coops, man. At night, we would take all the we, we would take all these enormous bulbs out, and we would replace them with little tiny versions that kind of looked like the same one. You know, like you know those globes. You know those like round globes that you find in your bathroom. Yeah. Right. We would take out the big globes and we'd put those in at night. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the other favorite was uh, what you would do is you'd pull the paddles. The, 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 the way that the lighting used to be is back then. What, now they've got these three pins, right? Yeah. Uh, well, back then they had these paddles and I can't really describe them. They were just like, like, like a box and a paddle would go into it. Right. Okay. And the paddle had an edge of uh copper all the way around it right and so what you would do is and we had the sh the building was open 24 hours because we had to build all the time because we would shoot two day we would shoot out two sets we had four sets standing we shoot out two and then at night we changed this that two out while they shot the other two ah. and then we put new and that was always it it did it was 380 sets 300 no 320 sets right wow <laughs> it's over the, over a period of eight and a half months it was just fucking bananas you know and and we were doing all kinds of effects and stuff and and all of it was just run by me uh and it was a trial it was a trial by fire so so we would take these paddles out and to try and kill the coops we would um we would take and uh, uh, take clear tape and run them around the edge, and then trim them really carefully. 
which would mean when you put them together and and you it'd be an insulator for right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, and and let me tell you something you know the thing is is that the typical grip would would then be uh going around on the inside of the uh, he, he you'd put your little double a flashlight in your mouth as you were working in the dark <laughs> yeah let me tell you, it is really fucking hard to see the tape. <laughs> I mean, it is really hard to see. Oh, my. Because you, you look at it, and it looks absolutely normal. <laughs> but um, so that that would usually save us for a few shots. And then, uh-huh. oh, we just, uh, we tried to sabotage that motherfucker every possible way you could imagine. Um, I don't Never worked. You. I mean, I, 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 but, but I thought that look at the, uh, his look, his, the lighting look on the show just bugged me uh-huh. to the ends of the earth. Um, and it started from the first show on. I mean, that show, that, that, uh, that version of, of the, uh, Genesis story, uh-huh. Freddie's Genesis story, I thought it was terrible. Okay. Fair I mean, enough. I think the story was maybe okay. But the lighting, the lighting was just terrible. Now, just, there is a connection between this and Vengeance, and that is Tom McLaughlin directed the second episode. He did, and I yes. have to tell you a great story about that. Yes. See? So See, we got these I segues. Keep, <laughs> I keep hearing him. I keep hearing his name, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that came up while we were filming. And anything that came up while we were filming was sort of like, uh, like I was just too, you know – too concentrated on the filming to even worry about it, right? Yes. And, and everybody's excited because, yeah, yeah, Tom McLaughlin's going to be here on the second to last day of filming, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I kept hearing about this. And I'm not kidding. I kept going to myself, man, that name is so familiar. <laughs> and they go, well, of course it's familiar. You know, he did the sixth. He directed the sixth. Uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, Friday the 13th with uh, CJ. And I go, okay, okay. <laughs> that doesn't help. Was think- at the same time, I'm at the same time I'm thinking, yeah, that's not it. <laughs> so, so anyway, I come walking onto the set on that day, on the last day, the last second, the last day of filming, and um, there's this old man sitting there. I look over and I look at him, and he looks over at me, and he goes, "Oh, dude, I know you." He goes, you built a restaurant for me in a parking lot in the valley. <laughs> I went, shit, that's where I know you from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and he goes, yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> I and go, the plot oh, yeah, synopsis okay, of that episode is a fast food employee hates his life. But when someone robs the restaurant, his life gets a little more interesting. Meanwhile, his girlfriend is tormented by hospital staff after she was shot. So right. talk about this restaurant. Yeah. So uh, it was the Beefy Boy, wasn't it? <laughs> Is that what it's called? I think called? it was called. Okay. It was what? I've never, I haven't I watched was... the uh, Freddy's Nightmares yet. Well, here, here's the great. Here, here's, here's one of the interesting things that uh, the, I was asked to, uh, uh, to uh, um, identify a prop that I made. For for uh for that show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it was the uh, 
It was in the first, he did the second. The first one was Toby Hooper's, right? And and I think part of it was the uh, the dental glove, right? Okay. You know what the, the dental glove is? It's the Freddy dental glove. Have you ever seen? It's got the spinning tools on the end of it. Really? What part is that in? That's in the TV series. Oh, I've never seen that. That's crazy. Oh, this is – oh, my God. If you don't know about that glove, <laughs> that's a huge thing. Oh, I bet. What? 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 Is that season one? Yeah, season one. Yeah, I designed it. I mean, I made no shit. I, I, I we made it. We made it operate uh, out of by putting a uh, pager motor at the in the end no of way. each. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got to see a picture of it. Oh yes, Come on. I, I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to find the episode. Well, no, don't don't do the episode. There's pictures of the glove everywhere. So the dental Freddy, yeah, Freddy dental glove. Holy shit! <laughs> You've never seen that? No, that's crazy. How can you be a horror fan and not have seen that I, glove? I, oh my! <laughs> so anyway, if you're looking at it. Do you see the bo- the control box with it? It just shows the top part of the hand. Uh... Okay, well, somewhere in there is a picture of the whole of it and its control box. And on the control box, <laughs> there's a Beefy Boy sticker. Uh-huh. And, the beefy... <laughs> and that's, that's how I knew that that was the real one. Okay. I, I said, let me see the control box. And I saw the control box and there was the beefy boy sticker. And I go, yeah, that's the one. Because <laughs> there, 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 aren't, there aren't any beefy boy stickers out there anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a root canal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen that glove. No, I. This is the first time and this is intense. He, what does he do to this young man strapped to the table? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... You know, it's a typical root canal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only down to your soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so anyway, he he looks at me. He goes, "Oh, dude." He says, "You built that in a parking lot thirty years ago for me." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's where I know you from." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> See, you live long enough, you're going to meet everybody. Yeah, that is. And wow. no, if you live long enough, you're going to meet everybody again. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite story from that uh, first season? Oh, God, there's just so much stuff. I remember that uh, <laughs> my personal favorite was uh, at the, toward the end of the season. <laughs> the thing is, is we would always get these lame scripts and we would always. And, and here's the way that it worked. On the day, on the day before. Uh, we went away, and, and of course, you know the the catch up day, right? The fifth day, yeah. Because we filmed for four, and usually went four and a half, and then we had the you know that last half of day was for art department to completely redress everything and start off again. Um, and we would do it on through the weekend. And it was like I say, building open twenty four hours. I'm not kidding. At some point, when we first opened the doors, somebody broke. 
<laughs> broke the uh, the door somehow, right? Oh, and my. we didn't find out about it until until the very end of the last day when oh, we couldn't my. we couldn't close the door, the security door. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, fuck. <laughs> Everybody's just walking away and you're going, hey, fuck. <laughs> so anyway, what we would do is is on that, on like the last half day, we would have a lunch meeting. Okay. And usually we were still filming. And we, from the last one, and, and we would do the week ahead, right? This okay. is the, the meeting for the week ahead. And every time, you know, you'd sit down there and you'd go through the script like, really fast. And, and we would do that thing where you go around the table and read the script. Uh, and the first day, you'd read the script. And at the end of, you know, each scene, you'd, you'd break it down as to who's going to do what and then kind of go on from there. Right? Yes. And I remember we kept getting scripts that said uh, with the beginning part with, uh, and Freddie bursts out in flames. And Freddie bursts into flames. <laughs> and we finally got down to the fourth time that it came up. And um, <laughs> and the the uh, first AD goes, and Freddie bursts into flames. Any questions? <laughs> and everybody just everybody's just like, uh, and the key grip, key grip raises his hand. Now, this is not a funny guy. This is just, he is dead, dead, flat, mm, you know, kind of, um, no EKG, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he goes, he raises his hand and goes, could we have him burst out into song instead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought I, to me, that was the best line I, I heard all year. It's the best. <laughs> It was the best writing that ever happened in that building. <laughs> so yeah, I was it. Go ahead. One last thing. Sure. Of all these crazy directors that you had on here, Robert did an episode about the plane uh, and the, you know, the flight to right. hell type thing. You want to talk about that a little bit? Um, boy, I only vaguely remember it. Um, honestly, you know, Robert and I have always gotten along so well that uh, probably it was different in regards to that it had no stress with the director. <laughs> so there's no stories if everything's going really smoothly. Right, exactly. Yeah. When things okay. go smooth, you know, he knew what he was doing. It's okay. like it's like those aren't the ones you remember. You remember I remember the guy that um <laughs> it's we we uh uh, he talked only in, in the loftiest terms about things, right? You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember him coming coming onto the set. And, and, you know, we had no time for any of this shit. We, we literally, we were building, you know, uh, I, I literally was on the set probably 20 hours a day on the stage. Always Oh, there, wow. Right? And, and <laughs> this one director comes in and, and he walks onto the set and, uh, I, it was. He only talked in the in the esoteric, and he looks at and he looks around the set. And he turns and he goes to me and he goes, "Mick, I I, I don't I don't understand what happened." I go, "Okay, what's the problem?" He says, 
Well, I thought that we discussed passion. <laughs> what the fuck? And I went, I went, passion? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, passion. I, I wanted passion on the set. <laughs> and, the and the whole crew is looking at me. Yeah. Right? The whole everybody is just standing there just looking at, at at the two of us in the middle of the room. And I went, I couldn't think of anything to say, so I said, Oh, oh, you meant blue. You wanted it blue. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And everybody what? and everybody just cracked up. <laughs> like, and and he just stood there looking looking like he had a little Russian rain cloud over his head or something, you know. <laughs> Yes, he didn't. He, he didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, that was rough. <laughs> boy, that, so, that was a nightmare fueled episode. I'll tell you what. Boy, uh, sometimes, man. Sometimes uh, there was. I, I mean, but, but we got to do some really cool things, and that were uh, lit really badly, and and written <laughs> even worse. <laughs> really cool things written badly, lit badly, but damn, they were cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, we 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 had fun just stumbling around. I remember uh, that we were uh, we were right in between a dive bar and a strip joint, <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is, is is like like we would be getting out of the stage. The art department would be getting out of the stage at like six o'clock in the morning, and uh, uh-huh. and and all the guys, uh, y- you know, a dive bar uh, opens up in the morning, and the thing is, is there's always like five or six people there with their shaking hands, you know, <laughs> waiting for the door to open so that they can get their first, you know, beer of the day. Yeah, and uh, it <laughs> and and here's the thing: is if you couldn't find somebody, <laughs> they were they were either over at this place that was called the web yeah or they were in the bar and i don't even or they were at the strip joint if they were a grip <laughs> <laughs> and the grips the grip, grips called it the slobber trough oh my god <laughs> oh shit where's so and so oh he's he's at the slobber trough <laughs> that's fucking excellent Oh God! I I gotta tell you, between the two places, I'm sure that that you know most of the group um, hardly even got any of their money at the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> they just spent it all at the slobber trough. Uh, so the slobber trough or, or or the web, you know, drink. Oh shit! At least they had good business for that the entire yeah, well, time. Yeah. What can the, you say? Yeah. What can you say? <laughs> Well, that's all we have for today down the old rabbit hole. Oh, is that it? That is it. Until next time, this is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and me, Mick Strawn, just spinning tails.
Bye, 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 bye.